TII item 230, June 29th, 2012. Podcast sap and a fifth birthday. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Golly! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Hover. Please visit tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com to get 10% off your domain name registrations. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Ben for sending in the music that you hear in the background. Ben wrote, Hi, Rob. I made this song in GarageBand. Hope you like it. Regards, Ben. Well, thanks, Ben, for the music, and I'll try to remember to put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank Gregory for sending in the artwork for today's show. Gregory wrote, Hi, Rob. Apple's new podcasts app came out today, and I decided to take a few screenshots with my iPad third generation and put them into Photo Genie app and use the collage maker to create some artwork for the show. Regards, Gregory. Well, Gregory, thanks again for sending in the artwork. Folks, you can see Gregory's artwork in the TII app in the extras for episode 230, or if you subscribe via iTunes as the album artwork, and also as a standalone post in the VIP section, and I will try to get it up on Google Plus and Facebook as well. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device and would like to share it with the audience, please email it to todayinios at gmail.com and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have a special fifth year anniversary quote one of the first quotes to get it wrong about the iPhone with regards to the idea of a phone and music player combo prior to the iPhone actually being launched. Quote, is there a toaster that also knows how to brew coffee? There is no such combined device because it would not make anything better than an individual toaster or coffee machine. It works the same way with the iPod, the digital camera or mobile phone. It's important to have specialized devices, unquote. Former Apple Vice President, iPod Division, John Rubenstein, September 27, 2005. Interesting to hear an analogy comparing kitchen appliances. Didn't an Apple CEO just recently, when dogging the idea of netbooks with touchscreens, say something very similar? Just saying. For promo codes, on episode 229, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the app Wawa Land. I'll be giving those out in the next few days, so if you want more info on that app, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 229 for the additional details. This week, we have promo codes for a few apps. First up is the app A Midsummer Night's Dream by Touch of Classic. This is a book app. This is a version of Shakespeare's play of said name for the iPad told and presented in a way for children for and up. I want to thank the devs for sending in promo codes for this one. If you are interested in this book app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Midsummer in the subject line. Next app we have promo codes for is for the app Podblaster. Here is the review of the app from the dev. Hi, my name is Dave O'Neill and I'm the developer of Podblaster. Podblaster is an audio level normalizing app for spoken word audio. Its main function is to make podcasts easier to hear while driving or in other noisy environments. 
It does this by raising the volume of quiet sounds and lowering the volume of loud sounds. Then, the whole track can be raised to a higher volume without worrying about volume spikes that can hurt your ears or distort your speakers. The user interface includes the option to jump forward or back by a user-defined amount of time instead of just a fixed 30 seconds back. There's also an option to jump forward or back instead of skipping to the next or previous track using the headphone controls. There's a wheel for scrubbing that allows you to seek to a precise point on even the longest of podcasts. It also includes a simple equalizer. Podblaster updates your iTunes listening statistics so your subscriptions can still be automatically managed by iTunes. It is available now on the App Store for 99 cents, or you can find more information at podblasterapp.com. Thank you. Thanks, Dave, for the review of your app, Podblaster, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Podblaster in the subject line. The third app we have promo codes for is for the app Fireworks Photography Field Guide. Part of the description on iTunes, this is your pocket guide for photographing fireworks. It includes info on setup, ISO, aperture, focusing, shutter speed, and technique. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put fireworks in the subject line. Given the timing for this last one, I'll be giving it away prior to the July 4th holiday, so get your requests in early on this one. The other two apps, A Midsummer's Night and Podblaster, I'll give those away in about two weeks. As always, just send in one email for one specific app. If you send in multiple emails or ask for multiple apps in a single email, then, well, no soup for you. As always, if you are an app developer, email me. If you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment, there is never a charge for you, the dev. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. And also, please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app, indicating up front you are the dev. And now into the news. Hmm, what story do you think I'm going to lead with this week? Let's see. Apple releases a new app for the iPhone, and the app is about podcasting. And this is a podcast about the iPhone. So yeah, let's start with the new podcast app from Apple. But before I give my thoughts on it, let me read some of those thoughts from you that have sent in feedback. Hi, Rob. Thanks for the push notification about the new podcast app. So far, it is a disappointment. One, it doesn't seem to support enhanced AAC podcast. Two, next and previous controls are sluggish. Three, doesn't properly show cover art for many of the podcasts. I like Instacast much better. Regards, Stephen. Well, thanks, Stephen. Not sure on the AAC side. I did not test any of those yet. Per the artwork, that seems to be an ongoing issue. Sometimes they are all there. Sometimes not so much. Next one. Hi, Rob. Cool and good app by Apple. Cool with the spinning tape reel and speed control. So you think in iOS 6, podcast is gone from the music app and podcast store is gone from within iTunes app as well? Regards, Michael. Hi, Michael. Actually, in iOS 6, yes, podcasts are gone completely from your music app. Actually, after you first install the podcast app on an iOS device running iOS 6 beta and then launch the music app, it gives you a message saying podcasts are no longer there, that is no longer in the music app, and gives you the option to open the podcast app. And we already knew that the podcasts were gone in iTunes app in iOS, so yes, they are gone there as well. 
next. Hi, Rob. Went and got the podcast app, was looking forward to it, but now have already deleted it disappointedly. I am an Apple fan by definition and have been for years now. I have an app called Podcaster 5 that I use, and I was amazed that Apple's app came nowhere near it. Main issue, why bother with separate app from the music app where I can find the same podcast and am limited to only podcast Apple allows in its catalog. So you can't add anything that isn't sanctioned by Apple. I am sorry that Apple has continued to be overly political in this area. Really, what possible harm to iOS could a podcast not in their listing do? Regards, Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. I agree about the part about adding in RSS feeds manually. Hopefully, a new version of the app will allow manual subscriptions to any RSS feed in the future. And as I said in the previous segment, podcasts are gone in iOS 6 from the music app. So you really have no choice if you want to use an Apple app and subscriptions. You can no longer use the, Mac, um, the music app. You have to use the podcast app. Continue with the feedback. Hi, Rob. How poor is this new Apple Podcasts app? I'm used to Apple producing highly polished pieces of work. I really hope this is beta, but why make it public? Why not bring in the creators of Downcast, my favorite podcast app? Sad face. Apple. Cheers, Craig in Liverpool. Well, thanks to everyone for their feedback. So here are my thoughts on the podcast app. One, you need to realize what we see here in the app in iOS 5.x and what you see in iOS 6 beta are slightly different. So that means more changes are coming. As I mentioned above, all podcasts are gone from the music app in iOS 6 when you have the podcast app installed. Also, there are a few extra features in the podcast app, such as audio and video tab at the bottom of the catalog view. Additionally, when you view a show in the catalog view, you get the option to see details or reviews or related shows. One thing I really do not like is that the episode level artwork is not showing up in the podcast app, just the show level artwork. One thing I liked about the podcast app, the first time you launched it, it copied over all your podcasts from the music app. I do like the controls and the tape deck animation. Some people don't like that, but I like the fact that your tape reel on the left is big when you start the podcast and it gets smaller and the one on the right gets bigger so the tape's actually moving over. It's a little thing, but I like it. I like that you can find and subscribe to podcasts easily within the Apple app. I think when it comes to complaints about the podcasts app, it's coming from people that are comparing it to Instacast or Downcast or Eyecatcher and other apps like that. However, most people out there have never tried any of those apps. But when Apple has an app, that brings in more potential listeners. So no longer are podcasts sent off to the more section of the music app. Now they have their own app. And for podcasting, I believe that's a good thing. For consumers, I believe it is a good thing as it helps them find new shows right on their iPhone and right on their iOS device and enables, enables them to subscribe right on their iOS device. But more so for those that like actually Instacast and Downcast. I think for those people, you're going to find out that those apps, for them to survive, they have to improve their apps to be better than Apple's. And that's a win-win for consumers. Sure, a couple of those apps, Instacast or Downcast, are some of the other ones that are charging a couple of them may go by the side and they, the developers may move on to other projects. But the ones that stick with it, 
and make their app consistently better and much better than Apple's app, they'll continue to make money and they're going to make an app that's much better. So you as a consumer that use those apps, you're going to benefit from that. And of course, Apple's going to look at what these guys are doing and they're going to improve their app along the way. So a little bit of competition, that's a good thing. One bit of speculation, conspiracy theory being thrown around about the new podcast app comes from the iOS 6 version where you see a redeem button to which people say, redeem what? Why would you need to have a promo code for podcasts? They're all free. So speculation is running wild by some that this means there will be paid podcasts in the near future. I look at it like this. The redeem button is most likely leftover code from the iTunes template for the iTunes Music Store app, which it seems very similar in design and that the design was taken from. And I ask this, what is more likely? That one, Apple has some leftover code in the app that they haven't cleaned up yet, or two, Apple is getting ready to review every bit of content from every podcaster that wants to charge for podcasts and set up a whole new approval process for podcast content for hundreds of thousands of podcasters with millions and millions of hours of content. Yeah, when you put it that way, leftover code seems to make more sense. If you want to know more about my thoughts on the podcast app, we just put up a new episode of Today in Podcasting at todayinpodcasting.com. On episode 65, Gary Leland, Dave Jackson, and myself are joined by Daniel J. Lewis and Ray Ortega, and we talk about our thoughts of this app and much more with regards to podcasting news. Again, go to todayinpodcasting.com, look for episode 65, and you can hear our thoughts about the new podcast app there. I want to add one more thing here on the podcast app. If you're a podcaster, you have to download this app now. You have to play with this app now. You have to understand how this app works, and you have to see how your show looks in the app, and you have to make sure it appears right. Look at how your episodes are appearing. See if you have to change anything. This is a big thing for podcasters. This is going to be where a lot of people discover your show. Make sure your album artwork looks good. Make sure your descriptions look good. Make sure your show notes look good. Take a look at this app. Get to learn it. Know it. This is where many and most of your new listeners are going to come from in the future. I want to take a minute now to talk about today's sponsor, and that is Hover. If you go to tii.hover.com, that's tii.hover.com, you can get 10% off your domain name registrations and transfers. We have talked in the past about some good reasons to register a domain, uh, .com, .net, or some other .something domain name. And I can say, having registered domain names at a few other services in the past, Hover is without a doubt my favorite site to register and manage my domain names. And it's the only place I go now for new domain names that I register, and I've also moved over my back catalog of domains. The interface is so drop-dead simple. It is not cluttered, it is not insulting your senses, and it is not trying to upsell you all the time with confusing links and additional screens that make no sense. Hover just presents the info you need, and that's it. And then when it is time to manage your domains and add redirects, it is so easy and fast to do. And one thing I hear over and over again from Hover users is they love the customer service they get from Hover. Good customer service is often a lost art these days, but not at Hover. They get customer service. And I want to do a big shout out to at Edith Frost, who tweeted recently about transferring her domains to Hover and use the TII promo code. 
Thanks, Edith. So again, whether you are registering new.com or .net or even .xxx domains, you can save 10% on those registrations and or 10% on domain transfers by going to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com. Isn't it time you liked registering domain names again? Thanks, Hover, for supporting this show. And thanks to all of you, the listeners, that have supported Hover. Yes, hello. Uh, my name is uh, Stephen from Mechanicsville, Virginia. I was just listening to your latest podcast on Stitcher and through your iPhone app. I uh, heard the question about uh, another phone line, uh, phone number where you for an app, and another one I like and use a lot is called Text Free. Um, you can you, you get a phone number, you can use it for calling, um, you get voicemail, and you also have unlimited texting. It's a great app that I would recommend highly, and the phone number comes free with it. All right, thank you. Keep up the great work, and have a good day. Steve, thanks for the feedback. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. Last week, a listener responded to my request for a PDF printer that will work with the AirPrint feature with a recommendation for a virtual PDF printer for iPhone. This cost $20, so I had to read over the documentation about 12 times and go to the website to ensure that it actually did what I wanted. But I finally bit the bullet and bought it today. It works great. I no longer have to jump through hoops just to get a PDF version of what I want. I can just print directly to PDF wherever the print feature is available, emails, web page, photos, etc. I did have one scare where a notice popped up saying printer no longer available shortly after I first used it, but I closed and reopened the app and it worked after that. I also cannot print .docx files or documents directly. I guess this type of format is not fully supported, but I can open in and then print using the app. To sum up, I love it. I use PDFs mainly as a way to save things or to mark them up, and I've really been missing having this feature. I'd always had a PDF printer for every other device that I had the ability to print, and I don't understand why Apple doesn't include this as a standard feature. Regards, Jesse D. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for letting us know that worked for you. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I've been looking for a while for a good app to send email from my iPad to the groups that I've created in contacts on my Mac. Last episode, a listener mentioned MailChute, but I found another app that I like, and it's called Group Messenger. It's simple, it works great, and it's free in the App Store. I'm not sure why Apple didn't include this feature for iOS, but maybe someday it will. Regards, Corfi. Hi, Rob. On the video playback of iTunes movies slash TV shows, I've had this issue before. It's an issue with the HDMI cable or the TV not supporting HDCP. I had this issue with the Friends Apple TV. I found out it was HDMI cable, replaced it with a newer cable, and no more issues. I travel with an Apple HDMI cable now, so I can play off my iPad. I have also found during my travels that not all TVs support HDCP. From what I can tell, the HDCP is a protocol that ensures the device that you are connected to is not recording from that, or not a recording device, and can only play back the content. Regards, Thomas and Tuscaloosa. Hi, Rob. As far as I remember, Display Out in Cydia allows you to output movies, etc. from the iPad to TV via HDMI adapter. Regards, Johan. Hi, Rob. You had a call. Someone was asking about not being able to play uh, iPad movies through a VGA cable. I had the same 
uh, issue in iTunes. I um, tried to play a uh, HD movie on my iPad, and it gave me the same error message. When I tried to play the same, um, sorry, TV series, not movie, the same TV series, just a different episode that I downloaded in SD instead of HD, it actually worked. Hope this helps. Thanks all for your feedback. Hey, Rob. Was just able to do an over-the-air update to Beta 2 regards Larry Appleseed. Hi, Rob. iOS 6 Beta 2 is out in the world. I am updating now. It's cool to see the gears turning. They really actually turn and update on the screen as it's downloading. Regards Johnny Appleseed 2012. Seems that with iOS 6, part of what Apple is adding here is animation. You have gears grinding away during the over-the-air updates and reel-to-reel tape players playing for podcasts. It'll be interesting to see what other things get animation with iOS 6 when it gets fully launched. Back to the email from Kevin Appleseed. Comes mention that with Siri, iOS 6, when you ask it the time, she now says, at the tone, the time will be. All right. A couple of updates on iOS 6 Beta 2. When you download a new app, the icon for the app will have a red stripe on it that reads New. After the first time that app is launched, the stripe then disappears. Some apps have partial or complete Wi-Fi connectivity issues, even though the device has complete access to Wi-Fi. All of the above statements are iPad 3rd Gen specific, Again, as usual, this communication never happened. Regards, Johnny Appleseed. Hi, Rob. I found this website to test Passbook. It is PassSource.com. Regards, Kevin Appleseed. As always, if anyone has any feedback on the iOS 6 betas that they want to share with the audience, anonymously, of course, not that we would ever encourage the breaking of an NDA, but if you have some info you feel would benefit other devs, please let us know about that at todayinios at gmail.com. In June, the iPhone reached two new carriers in the U.S., Cricket Wireless mid-month and then Virgin Wireless here at the end of the month. When you think of where the iPhone was five years ago, just one carrier to where it is today, around 15 carriers just in the U.S. and well over 100 carriers worldwide, really has been an amazing five years. It is funny that on the fifth anniversary or leading up to it, there were lots and lots of posts of how pundits got it so wrong when the iPhone 5 launched five years ago. And more than a few sent in links to articles that had Steve Ballmer's interview right after the iPhone was announced, where he poo-pooed the iPhone and literally laughed at it. I used the audio from that interview with Ballmer to create, with some very liberal editing, a big part of the promo for today an iPhone before it launched back in April of 2007. I want to play that edited part of the promo version right now. And it's amazing how accurate my editing version of Bomber's quotes turned out to be. Steve, let me ask you about uh, the iPhone, if I may. Zoom uh, was getting some traction, then Steve Jobs goes to Macworld and he, he pulls out this iPhone. What was your first reaction when you saw that? I like it a lot. It'll do music, it'll do uh, internet, it'll do email, it'll do instant messaging. So I, I kind of look at that and I say, well, six months, Apple is selling millions and millions and millions of phones. Apple app absolutely has a preeminent position. See, Bomber totally nailed it. Looking back at the month of June, Apple launched the iTunes App Store in 32 additional countries, which include 
Albania, Benin, Bhutan, Burakin Faso, Cambodia, Cape Verde, Chad, Republic of the Congo, Fiji, Gambia, Guinea-Bolizio, Kazakhstan, Laos, Liberia, Malwe, Mauritania, Federated States of Micronesia, Mongolia, Mozambique, Nambia, Nepal, Palu, Papua New Guinea, Sao Tome and Principe, Saikilis, Sierra Leone, Salm Islands, Swaziland, Tazakistan, Turkmenistan, Ukraine, and Zimbabwe. And you don't even want to hear the edited version ones that I had to pull out of there. By the way, if your country was one of those that I just mangled and mutilated the name on, please call in with the proper pronunciation. Or you can just record it on your iOS device and email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com. In addition to that, Apple also launched iTunes stores for music in 12 countries, which are Brunei, Cambodia, Hong Kong, Laos, Macau, Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, Singapore, Sri Lanka, Taiwan, and Vietnam. So Cambodia, you get both apps and music in the same month. I already have listeners actually in most of these countries, if not all of the countries. And to the few listeners I have in Albania, I just want to say I'm also part Albanian. And now all of my countries of origin have app stores. By the way, if you listen to this show and you're in a non-English speaking country and you want to send in a voice recording saying that you listen to TII and the country you're from, would love to get some feedback like that. I know like Hani we have in Egypt. So again, if you are from a non-English speaking country and listen to the show, please call in with who you are and what country you're from. G'day Rob, it's Todd here in Sydney, Australia again. I just heard you played my message from last week and uh, in reflection, uh, can you just shoot me now? Uh, I don't think I'll be going to a Windows phone. Uh, I don't think anybody would choose a Windows phone over an iPhone. It was just an idle threat. Uh, being very angry at the time, I'm just too invested in the whole Apple ecosystem with the apps and the app store. It's just too good here. Um, the wall garden, it's uh, it's not so bad this side of the fence. Uh, this The iPhone's just so far ahead of the competition, it's ridiculous. And um, regardless of what they decide to do software-wise, I'll be sticking with the iPhone. Uh, thanks again, Rob. Love your show, and uh, I'll keep listening. Cheers. Hi, Rob. I use an app called Pen and Paper, $1.99 in the App Store. It allows you to open a PDF and draw or type on the PDF. It uses the PDF as a background, so you're not directly editing the PDF, but you can then save the edits as a PDF and email it. I've used it a few times to sign PDF files I receive via email and send them back. Regards, Jesse D. Jesse, thanks for the heads up on pen and paper. On the last episode, I mentioned the Rainbow Controller. That's Rainbow Controller. That is a Kickstarter project. I had a couple of questions if the device would work with iOS, as right now the site, or the Kickstarter page, should say, says it works with Android and iOS support is coming soon. I contacted the folks that are running the project and asked them when it would support iOS, and they replied with the following. Hi, Rob. Ringbow iOS support will be available upon launch in November. Regards, Efrat. To learn more about Ringbow, listen to episode 229 or go to Kickstarter and search for Ringbow, one word. It's R-I-N-G-B-O-W. 
They currently are at 67.571% of the way through their pledge goal with 22 days to go. Good luck, Efrat. Hi, Rob. I wanted to let you know about a Kickstarter project that I am backing. It's a game called Bluff Wars for iOS and Android, and funding ends on July 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It currently has less than $1,500 to go to hit the goal. Easiest way to describe it, it's a board game like Boulder Dash in Word with Friends form. It looks to be a hilarious social game where you can pick a category, acronyms, people, dates, words, etc., and have to come up with a definition or why the person date is famous. You get points for guessing correct, but also for fooling others into thinking yours is correct. Just search for Bluff Wars, two words, at kickstarter.com. Regards, Lou V. Thanks, Lou, for the heads up on Bluff Wars. Howdy, Rob. Here is another interesting watch from Kickstarter. I'm a backer of this one. It's called Cuckoo. That's C-O-O-K-O-O. Regards, Mark. Hi, Mark. Thanks for the heads up on the Cuckoo watch, which is a connected smartwatch. They already hit their funding goal of 150K with over 248K currently, and funding is open until July 7th at 9 a.m. Eastern time, that is. What is different about this smartphone connected watch is that unlike the Pebble, this one does not show you specific info like who is calling or tweeting or emailing. Rather, it just tells you someone is calling or tweeting or emailing. It is not a watch you need to recharge, as they say, as it uses a flat disk watch battery that you can easily change out once a year or so. Their goal is to get it on your wrist by November. Pricing on this is between $70 and $100, depending on what color you want. The $70 version is brushed stainless on black. For $80, you get black on black. For $95, you get a pink watch. And for $100, you get a choice of a blue or white cuckoo. If you want more info or to see the video, which has really poor audio quality, search for Cuckoo, that's C-O-O-K-O-O at kickstarter.com or look for the link in the show notes at todayinios.com. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Chrome is out for iOS. It's faster and has a better interface than Safari. Stored passwords, all there too. Regards, Alex. Actually had a few people email in about Chrome for iOS. I'm not a Chrome user, so I'm not overly or really excited at all about this. But if you are a Chrome user... Just note, you can download Chrome now for your iOS device in the App Store. It is, of course, free. In addition to Chrome, Google also had approved the app Google Drive, which, quote, lets you create, share, collaborate, and keep all your stuff in one place, upload all your files from your computer, even the big ones, and you can access them anywhere, including your iPhone or iPad, unquote. You get 5 gig of storage, for free to start, there is an additional in-app purchase of $24.99 for 25 gig of more storage. And folks, I'm not trying to downplay Chrome. I know a lot of people use it and love it, just not my browser of choice. And I want to thank Chris in London for this next one, which is about a jailbreak tweak to make the new Chrome browser your default browser. It is called Browser Chooser, one word, and is in Cydia. Browser Chooser is free, but you need to add the repository http colon forward slash forward slash 
R-P-E-T-R-I dot C-H slash repo. More info on that in the article titled Make Google Chrome Your Default Browser in the show notes for episode 230 over at todayinios.com. Actually, Browser Chooser is compatible with the following web browsers. Google Chrome, obviously. Opera Mini, iCab Mobile, Dolphin Browser, Atomic Browser, and Mobile Safari. This is one of those tweaks, you know, should be in iOS, but never likely will be because Apple wants you to have Safari as default. And like a good sheep, I follow in line. Hi, Rob. This is Steve from Chicagoland area. I have a question for you and the listeners. A couple of episodes ago, there was a, a tweak, a jailbreak tweak, that allowed you to put the cursor on a document or a note or an email and run your hand across or your finger across the keyboard or keypad and it would move the cursor to a particular point where you wanted it to be. And I can't remember what the name of that tweak was in the jailbreak. So is it possible that maybe you or to the listening audience out there would know what that particular jailbreak tweak would be? Thanks a lot. Enjoy the show as usual and we'll continue to listen. Steve, thanks for listening. And I think the app you're looking for is called Swipe Selection. It was mentioned in episode 225. Let me tell you how I found that. I went to todayinios.com and I looked through the show notes. And here's what I do. Anytime I mention a Cydia app or an app for jailbreaking, I put the app name in and then I write dash Cydia next to it. So you can easily go through the show notes and just look until you see all the ones that have Cydia next to it. And then I just Worked my way down, and I made it to episode 225, and I saw a swipe selection, and I believe that is the one you're looking for. Again, check it out, episode 225. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Today I tried to do something I thought would be real simple to do, but it turned out to be really next to impossible. I wanted to send out a map to a specific location because I couldn't find it through a search on Google Maps. Uh, the iOS Maps application will let you drop a pin and access Street View, but I could not figure out how to get a link to my pin. Google's mobile maps and Safari on my iPad wouldn't let me drop a pin. I finally figured out a less than ideal solution on my laptop, but even that wasn't nearly as easy as I thought it should be. It involved creating a map, which was then unusable on my iPad. Do you know of an application that will easily do this? Regards, Myron Yu. Hi, Myron. Guess I'm a little confused. Uh, if you drop the pin, then why not just tap on the pin, the arrow there on the right side. When you tap on the pin, there'll be an arrow on the right side. Tap on that, then go down to the bottom and click on share, and then either message or email that pin to whoever you need to send it to. Uh, once you do that, then someone who gets that on an iOS device and taps on that, it'll open up in the Maps app right to that location. So again, um, I'm not sure why putting a pin and then hitting the right arrow on that and then going to share didn't work for you, but it, I mean, that's how I share locations in the map. Of course, if you're listening out there and you understand Myron's question better than I did, Please send in an email to todayinios at gmail.com and let us know what Myron is looking for, or a solution for Myron, or another solution beyond what I just said. Or you can, of course, call it in to 206-666-6364. That's 206 Moondog. Hi, Rob. Do you know of a jailbreak tweak to give you a news crawl like CNN headline on Notification Center? 
the stock widget does it for stocks, so I'm thinking that there must be one for top news, but I can't find it. Thanks, David. Hi, David. To answer your question, no, I do not know of one like that, but hopefully someone listening does. So out there, if you can help David, if you know of a news crawling app or tweak to get news crawling across in Notification Center like the stock widget does, but for news, please let us know. 206-666-6364, 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Have I mentioned I have a new Facebook page for the show? Hey, I have a new Facebook page for the show. Go to facebook.com forward slash today in iOS and like the page. I want to thank the nice PR folks behind the new app Crabs and Penguins for sending the swag for the app, which included a cooler with eight small cans of Coke. See, the app Crabs and Penguins is from Coca-Cola, and my kids love the cooler and the stuffed crab that came with it. They take turns sleeping with it. The crab, not the cooler, that is. I am mentioning this app not just because they bought me out with a little swag, but because, well, it is Coke that is presenting this game. It is a free app. Search for crabs and penguins and let me know what you think. I have not played it yet. It only came out a couple days ago. It is downloaded on my iOS devices, but I kind of thought getting the show out was a bit more important. I will play with it this weekend. Again, I just think it's cool that Coke is getting behind an app like this. It's actually a Coke-branded app. Hopefully, the game is worthy of the Coca-Cola branding. Hi, Rob. I wanted to write and ask you to warn all your listeners about Square. I recently started using Square to process mobile payments on my iPhone. I have run my small business for 10 years, and I have never had a problem with Intuit before. Well, I have had problems with my first transaction, and although the transaction amount was large, I didn't expect the runaround I am getting from Square. Square's merchant support is non-existent. There is no way to contact them, no phone numbers to call, no way to email them, and their support page consists of FAQs only. I started to do more research on the company and found that there are hundreds of complaints on the site like cardpaymentoptions.com. If only all of those users had left reviews on the App Store, I would not have made the same mistake. I hope this can be of service to all your listeners. Thanks for the great podcast. Regards, Tony L. in San Francisco. Hi, Tony. Thanks for the feedback. I have to say, most people that have sent in feedback on Square in the past have sent in positive feedback. But then Tony is a longtime contributor to the show, so I felt it was warranted to read his feedback And I am very interested in hearing what other Square users' experiences have been, especially lately, with Square. Are you happy? Are you frustrated? Are you somewhere in between? Let us know your thoughts about Square, especially if it's good or bad. I mean, if you're good, don't just blow this off because people that are bad are more likely to call in. So either way, good or bad, send in your feedback about Square. would really like to hear what people really think about this. Give us a call. 206-666-6364, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or just send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Justin, that means you, by the way. I'm not going to comment about every new, quote, iPad killer, unquote, or iPad wannabe that comes out. But since this next one comes right from Google, it is worth at least a brief mention. Google announced, uh, let's call it the N7 tablet, and no, I am not going to say the name as Google has yet to compensate the Philip K. Dick family for the use of that name. Anyway, the N7 tablet 
is, well, a 7-inch tablet that costs just $199. For that $199, you get 8 gigabit of storage. The 16 gig version sells for $249. Mind you, the screen real estate of a 7-inch tablet is about half that of a 9.7-inch tablet, and the resolution is also much less. 1280 by 800 for the N7 versus 2048 by 1536 for the new iPad. Looking over the specs, it seems the N7 is more competitor for the Kindle Fire than it is for the iPad. Google is pushing devs hard to actually, you know, develop apps for it. It seems most articles I read about the N7 seem to see it as a competitor for the Kindle Fire and not much competition for the iPad. Guess time will tell. However, until it starts shipping and gets into the hands of non-Google fanboys, we really will not know. One of those big unknowns is real-world battery life. Google claims 9 plus hours of battery life, but that is a claim. Let's see what the reality is. But at least with the N7, Google actually is, you know, giving pricing and battery life numbers. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Microsoft Surface. Well, it'll be an interesting fall competition-wise for the iPad, with the Surface and the N7 and likely an updated Kindle Fire in the mix. If anyone out there orders an N7, please let me know when you get it and what you think. Hi Rob, as a Windows user, I find iTunes to be clunky and slow. What I really want to do in Windows is be able to right-click on any file anywhere and choose Send to iPhone. This would be so much easier than having to futz around with syncing I'm often getting ready to leave work and realize I want some files on my device. Now I have to email to myself. I wish moving things to my device was as easy as copying files onto a flash drive. Do your listeners know any app combination that would allow me to do this? Something perhaps I need to install both on Windows and the iDevice. Regards, Debbie. P.S. I already use Dropbox, but sometimes I have no cell service or Wi-Fi and I want to have the same access I do with an ordinary MP3 player on flash drive. Hi, Debbie. I'm going to send this one out to the Windows users out there. Are there apps or an app that you use to get the iPhone to look like a flash thumb drive on your Windows computer? Give us a call, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or email us at todayinios at gmail.com. Just a heads up to those trying to use the uh, Display Recorder app that I mentioned recently and are outside the U.S., you will likely need to change the region code to U.S. if you want it to work. So if you did purchase Display Recorder and are having an issue with it working, go and check your region setting by going to Settings app, then general, then international, and then change region format to United States. Then try relaunching the display recorder. Thanks to Tash for the heads up on that. Hi Rob, this is Jeff from Arkansas, and I had a question for you about AT&T's unlimited plan. You know, I've been on the unlimited plan since I got my first iPhone, and um, have really been hesitant to move off of the unlimited plan simply because I knew that if I ever wanted to go back, I never could. Uh, so that's kind of just where I've remained until now. But um, more and more, I've kind of been thinking about it from a financial perspective and the fact that I'm probably unnecessarily uh, you know, spending an extra $5 a month by being on the unlimited plan uh, as compared to the, the $25 a month, uh, I think it's two gigabyte limit plan. And you know, I'm a user that I don't know if I've ever gone over two gigabytes and all the time I've had my iPhone 
Um, maybe there's been a few times or maybe a few times where I've gotten close. So I think it really does make sense for me probably to, to downgrade and save the $5 a month. But the other uh, part of my question, I guess, is with all the talk about how AT&T is also throttling data usage once you hit a certain limit, and you know you could you could argue that there's not really such a thing as truly unlimited anymore on that plan anyway. So it started to make me think, you know, is it really worth being on the unlimited plan for anybody, you know, at this point? And um, I guess the only thing I can come up with is maybe for those that consistently, you know, pretty much every month they're hitting that limit or going over then maybe it's uh, worth it to be on that plan because you know you're going to save yourself the overage charges but i've got to think for the majority of users you know even if you're occasionally going over you'd probably be better off saving the five dollars a month and you know over time you'd end up being ahead by uh saving that monthly money so anyway just curious to get your your perspective and your thoughts on that i just think you know for me as much as i love feeling like i have unlimited you know, it really is probably worth it for me just to save myself $5 a month and probably thinking it's that way for, for a lot of people that may still be on the unlimited plan. So anyway, uh, thanks for the show and look forward to hearing the next episode. Bye. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for the call. Somewhere in the background, I can hear someone at AT&T just cackling away. They want you to feel that way. They want you off the unlimited plan. That's why they made it so bogus with their cap on or slow down speed once you hit a certain level. My only thought on this and the reason I'm keeping the unlimited plan is eventually I'm going to go to 4G and with 4G you're going to chew through that bandwidth really quick and I just don't want to have the overages then and I'm hoping that the unlimited plan is going to carry over to 4G. Who knows what's going to happen when that ha- you know when they introduce the 4G plans for the iPhone. I'm holding on to it because I'm thinking that in the future I'm not going to be able to get it again if I give it up and who knows maybe in the future AT&T, when they get everybody over to 4G, will lift that throttle on the 3G when it's no longer inundated. They'll just say, okay, we're going to open it up again and let you download whatever you download. Maybe that's very, 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 very wishful thinking. Who knows? But I do know if I give it up, I can't go back. And now someone else at AT&T lets out a maniacal laugh. A quick note, if you have 6,500 tweets and just 93 followers, well, just saying. A quick thank you to Hector, who sent in the heads up on the Atari Greatest Hits app being free just on June 27th, Atari's 40th anniversary. I was able to send out a push on that, so hopefully a few of you were able to get the app and all 100 games for free. See how the TI app pays for itself? Yet another reason to make sure you have the TI app on your iOS device. Just $2.99 in the App Store. Search for TII. A quick heads up, on the next episode, it will be out on July 4th. In that episode, I'll have an interview I recorded with an old friend, Tim Street, about a new project he is launching on iTunes on July 4th. It is a cool new project, and he gave me a sneak peek at Blog World a few weeks ago, which led to the interview, me asking him if I could interview him for the show. So look for episode 231 on July 4th. I want to thank Hover once again for sponsoring this show. You can save 10% on your domain name registrations by going to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com. Thanks, Hover. As always, if you have any tips, tricks, feedback, information, reviews, rants, raves, whatever it is you want to get on the show, give us a call, 
206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or you can record it on your iOS device and email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.